Hello everyone, my name is Wendy Myers. Welcome to the Myers Detox Podcast. You can learn more about me and all about heavy metal detoxification at MyersDetox.com. Thanks so much for joining us today on the show. We have Dr. Kelly Halderman, and she's an expert in detoxification. She's a medical doctor and integrative functional medicine practitioner who's gonna be talking to us today about detox 2.5 so phase 2.5 of detox that's where your liver is making bile and producing enough bile and we're going to be talking about what negatively impacts your phase 2.5 detox supplements you can use to optimize phase 2.5 detox and how to open up that detox pathway so you can more successfully detox and not experience detox symptoms like people typically get like headache and fatigue and brain fog that can happen if you're not detoxing properly. Toxic metals are one of the biggest contributors to fatigue. My name is Wendy Myers, and in my decade of research, I have discovered that toxic metals affect mitochondrial performance. Your mitochondria are little cells powerhouses that make your body's energy. And toxic metals like arsenic, aluminum, thallium, and cesium, those poison enzymes that produce energy in your body. These toxic metals are found in your air, food, and water. They're everywhere. They're unavoidable in our environment today. Everyone has them in their body. The question is what metals do you have and at what levels? Click the link below to take my quiz to evaluate your level of heavy metal toxicity. Our guest today, Dr. Kelly Hollerman, MD, completed a family practice medicine internship with the University of Minnesota, has a naturopathic medical degree from Kingdom College of Natural Health, where she is the current academic dean of students. She holds certifications in methylgenetic nutrition by the Nutrigenetic Research Institute and certification from the American Functional Neurology Institute in functional neurology and neurofeedback. She is a researcher for the Nutrigenetic Research Institute and sits on the board, and she is currently working on completing her board certification in clinical nutrition and has certification in plant-based nutrition from Cornell University. Her interests include cancer and chronic Lyme, of which she has personally experienced and beat, and she does consultations for those interested in optimizing their health. You can learn more about Dr. Kelly at drkellyhalderman.com. You can also go to drkellybeatlime.com. Dr. Halderman, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Wendy. So why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and why you're so focused on detoxification? Sure. So not that long ago, I was practicing medicine and I myself got really sick. I started to have neurological symptoms, migraines, like out of the blue. It was chalked up to stress. I knew it wasn't just stress and that being that fatigued and having these new symptoms was definitely something, you know, something was going on at the root cause. And in medicine, we're, we're really good at, at covering up symptoms, but not so good at getting at the root cause. So when it was me and when I needed to find out answers, I had to t- step away from, from traditional medicine. I was actually given a diagnosis of MS and told to get my affairs in order and oh. go spend time with my children. And that, that just didn't cut it. So traumatic. So I went back, yeah, and I got a naturopathic medical degree and I started using things such as nutrition, which I never learned anything about. 
and optimizing gut function and detoxification to help claw myself out of that, that sickness that I was in. And I am 110% recovered. And what I went through taught me what we're going to talk about today, because optimizing phase 2.5 detoxification is really one of the biggest things I did in my health journey to, to get where I am today. Yeah, so let's talk about what that is. So what is uh, your, your kind of definition of detox 2.5? Sure. So kind of let's start off by talking about detoxification in general. So we all know about the, the phase one detoxification, and that's taking those toxins, you know, just for simplicity terms, let's say taking them into the liver, the workhorse of detoxification, and we're going to make them a little bit more reactive and we pass them over to phase two, where we're the goal of phase two with glucuronidation, amino acid conjugation, glutathione, sulfation, methylation, is to make them water soluble. So you have these toxins that your body has made water soluble, and they can be endogenous tox toxicants, such as old thyroid hormone or, or fat soluble vitamins or histamine and things that just need to, to exit out of your body. Or they can be xenobiotics, um, exobiotics, and that can be toxins, heavy metals, things that just need to get out. And the strategy is, is when phase two, when the phase two products are ready, they go into the bile. The bile is mostly water and then they're, they're put into your GI tract and they end up in the toilet. Well, detox 2.5 is the door that those toxins go through to get into the bile. And imagine if that door is shut. Imagine if 2.5, the door that the toxins get out, is shut and they can't get into the bile and it can't get into the toilet. What was happening to me and the way I figured this out is that well-meaning practitioners were putting me on uh, phase two upregulators, phase one upregulators, but my door was shut and they were going back into my bloodstream and I was feeling horrible and I was gaining weight and I, I, I thought I was opening up my detox pathways. I was given methylfolate but nothing to address the door, nothing to open up the 2.5 door. So that's how I stumbled upon it to begin with. Okay, great. So how do we open that door? <laughs> <laughs> so, so basically 2.5 is, is shut down by three main categories. Number one is inflammation. So if you have a ton of inflammation going on in your body, your door's closed. Your toxins can't get into the bile and out. So that's where I start. And you had a wonderful interview with Dr. Jay Davidson. He's one of my favorite doctors around. And he talked about this being where we start. This is where we start. We don't start with pounding phase one and pounding phase two or killing parasites and killing Lyme or killing, you know, whatever you need to do. Because if the door's not open, it's going to go back into your blood and your mm -hmm. brain fog and I don't feel good and Herx reaction. So the first step is have a practitioner or, you know, someone that you, you, um, that's clinically trained to know the signs and symptoms of inflammation. Cause it can be a little bit misleading just because you don't have an elevated CRP doesn't mean you're not inflamed just because you don't have an elevated, um, homocysteine doesn't mean you're not inflamed. There's other subtle things such as fibrinogen elevated over 350 or your white blood cells are off or your RDW is off. So I publish those on my website for patients to bring to their doctors to help. I like to give information just for free to say, here, this is where we start. How do we know if we're inflamed? How do we know if our 2.5 door is closed? Well, there's a lot of symptoms like we were just talking about where 
if you're not getting those toxins out, it can be that you just can't lose weight. Our, our fat is designed to hold our toxins. So if you're having problems losing weight, it, could, it can be just, we have to open up that 2.5 door. So again, inflammation. I talk about this with my patients every single day. Physical, chemical, emotional, microbial. Over and over again, those categories are, are going to drive inflammation. So it's not just take this pill, you won't be inflamed anymore. We have to go over the physical. So is there any interference fields in your body? Is there anything where their EMF is affecting you know, your, the physicalness of your body? Do you have an old injury that hasn't been um, healed? Are there scars? Um, emotional. Of course, we have to take into account emotional things because they can, they can keep us from our, what we need to get to in our, in our health journey. That, and then you know, microbial. That's a, that's a huge overlooked factor in uh, physical health issues. Right. And I've seen people where they heal the emotional piece and they're not inflamed anymore and 2.5 doors open and toxins are getting out and they feel great. So we always, every appointment we're going back to how's the physical, chemical, emotional, microbial, how's the physical, chemical, emotional, you know, they, you know, they know it by heart. Okay. Dr. Holden, we're going to go over this again. So with your work, I am a, such a huge fan of your work, Wendy, you, oh, uh, your you. programs, your education, what you're doing that, that is, that is one of my favorites out there. And so you understand really intricately the, the chemical and the microbial how all that works together and, and all these facets. But if someone is repetitively exposing themselves to chemicals, that's going to cause inflammation and, and shut the door. Yes. So we don't start off with just, just hammering them with things to, to upregulate detoxification. You know, we start by addressing, are you drinking water that's full of toxins? Are you, you know, brushing your teeth and doing your hair and all that with all kinds of chemicals. So we start there. And then more of a practitioner role, I think, is, is teasing out the microbials. That, that, mm -hmm. gets, that gets tough. You know, parasites, Dr. J. Davidson talks about that. You know, is it Lyme? You know, all kinds of things. But we must, we really need to focus in on those and go back to those to get the door open, the 2.5 door open. I also would say that um, the gut if you have endotoxin running around in your bloodstream, it shuts the door. So let's you know, say we're working on all those PMECs and then we <laughs> neglect the gut, which nobody does anymore. But you know, I just wanna make the point that if your gut's not right, your 2.5 door will be shut. It, it, the LPS will get in there and your toxins will be ready to go, but they'll end up back in your bloodstream. So mm -hmm. that's such a foundation and such an important thing that we're constantly, constantly working on. And then, um, another thing is uh, bad estrogens will keep that door shut. So everybody in my office gets a Dutch test, a, some yes. sort of urinary hormone hormone test to, to make sure that we're not um, missing that. Yeah, there are so many bad estrogens in our environment. I mean, I, I just think it's it's impossible to avoid them with the, the plastics and the petroleum-based cosmetics and perfumes. And, and there's so many petroleum-based products that people use or are exposed to they're in our water and they're really impossible to avoid right right so that's why it's it's almost more imperative we keep that 2.5 door open and then we keep flushing things out and i i'm a big fan of infrared saunas and you know foot bath. and it, it really um, I leave it up to my patient, but there's a lot of things that um, I think are really important that we just do because we live in this toxic environment, you know, that, that we're kind of stuck with. 
And so let's talk about like, how does a person know if their detox 2.5 isn't working very well? Like what are some of the symptoms? Sure. So one of the big things that stuck out for me again, was that when I was put on things that upregulated phase one and phase two, and that can be a lot of different things, but let's just, just take, for example, glutathione. So I'd start to take the glutathione. I, I feel a little bit better, but then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, this is almost backfiring on me. Because if you imagine that the door's shut and then the toxins, they need somewhere to go because the hepatocyte, the liver cell, is sending out SOS signals. Like there's a bunch of toxins in here and they don't have anywhere to go, so they go back in your, in your bloodstream. So bad reactions to detoxes. Um, if you have trouble losing weight, it can, it, can, it can be the issue of not being able to get the toxins out. Because again, your body's like, I need this fat to protect you. I need it to harbor the toxins. Um, it can be a history of SIBO. And I know we're going to talk a little bit about the bile component of that. So, um, you know, the bile keeps the, the GI tract nice and acidic so that we have the proper microbial environment. And if you don't have that bile flowing, if the 2.5 door is shut, you know, that's going to, that's going to predispose you to, to SIBO. So SIBO and SIFO are the one of the things where I go, Oh, you have a history of that. Your, your 2.5 is probably broken. We need to, we need to really help support biophysiology. And that's where I learned a lot from my colleague, Dr. Eric Belcavage. He uh, was a presenter at ShyCon and he talked a lot about bile and I kept going, bile. I mean, really? I mean, bile, you know, that's important, I guess, for fat, you know, to get my fat soluble vitamins in, but I was so wrong. I, you know, thyroid physiology, cholesterol metabolism, again, it, it has influence over the migrating motor complex of our gut. So constipation, you know, like if you get 2.5 right and you get the bile flowing and everything out, I've seen constipation, people who've been, they've done everything for years, all of a sudden it's gone. Yes. Um, so again, if, if biophysiology has uh, to play a role in all those things, I just said cholesterol and thyroid and, um, and gut motility and gut, uh, integrity, then really it's, it's kind of hard to say, well, your 2.5, if you know, it, it's, it's a very inclusive diagnosis, you know, it's not even diagnosis, but you can say that I would say that um, almost everybody who walks through my door and Dr. Eric will say this too, has problems with biophysiology for one reason or the another, or they can, it, it could use some work. Yeah. So tell us, how do we open that door? How do we get there, our bile flowing again, increase bile production, maybe thin the bile out? Sure. So um, one of the components that goes along with phase 2.5 is um, docetylcholine. It makes the bile flow. And so you've heard of, um, oh, I have sludgy bile or people with gallstones or people um, who've had their gallbladders removed. And I had mine removed at 20. Oh, and gosh. I think my problem looking at my genetics was that I wasn't, um, my PEMT gene, it, it codes for an enzyme that can help, that helps your body make phosphatidylcholine. Well, I have homozygous in all three of the alleles. So I don't think I don't think I came to the table being able to make that phosphatidylcholine. So that's a very important piece in keeping your bile flowing. Um, I like to use phase angle BIA to kind of see what the integrity of um, my my patient's membranes are because phosphatidylcholine is one of the three things that your every single cell in your body is made of is phosphatidylcholine. So for me. 
I use, I use a lot of phosphorylcholine because I want to make sure that bile is flowing. I also use things to support the physiology of making bile salts. So I'm a genetics person. So I like to just look, it helps me, it helps me get a better idea of who is this person, you know, where, where may they have some pitfalls in their physiology. So I looked and, and this is kind of how I discovered 2.5 as well, because my SIBO patients, they keep coming back in and they'd go get treated and they'd come back in and I'm like, what is going on? Well, I discovered that their ACAD genes and some of the things that help make bile salts, they, they weren't necessarily really good at that. So that all starts with acetyl-CoA. And I know that's a lot of biochemistry. I, I do have an online class that I taught with Dr. Eric Balcavage. And we have this online class. If, you, if you'd really like to learn the nitty gritty of some of these pathways and that, you can go take that. And that's on my website. We can mention that later. But um, making, making the bile salts is super important. So I'm a fan of Tudka, T-U-D-C-A. Yes. There's mm-hmm. some really good studies on Tudka and using that um, in um, people who may not be able to make their bile salts very well. Um, and those are the, those are the things and then cut your inflammation. So keep working on the, the physical, chemical, emotional, microbial, keep pounding at that. I love sulforaphane and, um, um, Tudka will help stabilize the, the transporter. So the, the bile salts will get out. So those are some of my, my top uh, tricks and then bitters and artichoke that can help push that. Yeah. Push that bile through. Yeah. Yeah. Any bitter foods, they help to make bile like coffee. I like coffee. It's my favorite bitter food. (laughs) Me (laughs) too. Right. So medicinal. (laughs) So delicious. And you can do lemons and beets and all these things uh, help to, uh, that are bitter and bitter foods help to increase bile flow. And uh, so let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, ox bile. Are you a fan of ox bile to help to increase bile flow? So when I was um, first, um, when I first started to get savvy about bile, I thought, well, I don't have a gallbladder, you know, and I, I should probably try and support that. So I used, bile, I used some ox bile and I did well on it for a while. But what I noticed is that I started to get some hypothyroid symptoms. And what I found um, through, again, asking my brilliant friend, Dr. Eric Balcavage, I'm like, what was going on there? And he recites the PubMed study off the top of his head. And he, um, it, he, he brought to my attention that oxphile can, can actually increase the enzyme that converts T4 to T3. Mm-hmm. So first of all, you can have hyperthyroid, and then you can burn that conversion out. So I'm more a fan of using the Tudka at this point than using the ox bile. But again, get a practice, you know, when the rubber hits the road, you're N of one, you can see how you do with it. And it's yeah. dose dependent too. So that's how I Yeah, and it's always good to change things up. You know, if you start with ox bile, which is very readily available, you can always switch it to something else. It's good to rotate yeah. products so you don't develop symptoms or food sensitivities even to them. Right. And so let's talk a little bit about, you know, you mentioned a few genes associated with phase 2.5 detox. Are there, are there any other genes that you want to talk about or did we review all of them? Sure. So the one that I didn't mention is, is again for review. So phase 2.5 is, is three things. It's the toxin moving into the bile coupled with the bile salt moving into the bile. And then thirdly, the phosphatidylcholine. So you got to get all three of those right. So we talked about 
putting in more phosphatidylcholine, whether it's from your diet or whether it's from um, a liquid or a, or, a, or a pill. Getting that, that adequately resourced is very important. And then we talked about making, making the bile. So we just talked about that. So the third would be that toxin through what's called the MRP2 channel. And the MRP2 channel, for those who are, have their genetics or are excited about it as I am, it's called the ABCC2. It's called the ABCC2, and that gene will code for that. I get so excited, I lose my headset. So <laughs> it'll code for that. And what's really interesting is I find in my practice, so when I discovered this, I went, I'm going to look at my worst detoxers, and I'm going to see if they have SNPs in those. Because I think of it as, do they have a little tiny door? Do they have SNPs in it where... They're not born with a very big exit strategy, right? Or do they have a big door? Well, I went and I looked, sure enough, my worst detoxers, who everything I did seemed to backfire, had a tiny little door. So, you're, you know, the MRP2 channel was already mutated. It was already mutated. It was already small. So when I put them on things, it was just like, you know, you can only get so many, so many people out of a tiny little door or you know, any toxins. So we slow things down. We use things to help stabilize the MRP too. And I will tell you that caloric restriction of 35% of calories. So if you reduce your calories down by only 35%, you will stabilize your exit strategy. You'll stabilize that door. So that's really important. I'm really a huge fan of time-restricted eating. I think that's so giving your gut a break, inducing autophagy. I, I, I really like that, but I also like it because it helps with phase 2.5. Um, there's a study that St. John's Wort um, can also help stabilize that. But again, talk to your practitioner. Make sure that you're not on any other medications. You know, don't, don't um, try some of these things. You know, I'm not giving medical advice. I'm giving you the study that showed that. Um, but that can, that can also help stabilize, um, and also Tudka can actually stabilize the 2.5 door so you can get the toxins out better. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the intermittent fasting too, because I think that people do need to give their digestive systems a break and evolutionarily, you know, people did not eat three times a day. They were, you know, eating once in the morning before they went out to do their agriculture or farming or eating maybe again when they got home or just had one meal a day. And that's how the majority of the world lives. You know? And that's I really like that's how our bodies were designed to consume food. And uh, really there's a lot of benefits in that as we know. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's then talk I, I, you go ahead. Oh no, you go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was going to talk about how you and I share the desire to bind the toxins once they hit the GI tract. And I think that's something in your work, I think that um, you're such a forward thinker because I think a lot of practitioners go, we're gonna drill home phase one and phase two, we're gonna do some killing and, and, the, and the door's <laughs> closed or the door's little and then they don't bind. They don't use things to bind what's coming out. So a lot of the time that, you know, you let's say you successfully get those toxins into the bile and the bile flows into the intestine, there's a lot of entropatic recirculation. There's a lot of that with mercury for sure. We both know that and aluminum. So the insurance policy is using really good binders in there to keep those toxins that your body works so hard to get them in there that, you know, you really want to have those 
end up in the toilet. You really do. Yes. Yeah. And just eating vegetables is a big one. Eating tons and tons and tons of fiber is an amazing binder, but also taking, you know, modified citrus pectin or even just fruit pectin works too. Uh, people are sensitive to, to modified citrus pectin. And uh, there's so many great binders on the market. There's different types of silicas. Not all silicas are made the same. There's all different types of modified silicas that uh, attach themselves to different self, you know, toxins, uh, but lots of different choices on the market. Mm -hmm. I actually designed one for, it was basically for myself because I was so tired of grabbing the activated charcoal and grabbing the chlorella and grabbing, grabbing, grabbing. And my patients are like, I, I can't even, you know, do this. This is just the binding part. So I made a comprehensive binder with and without chlorella because that can be a little bit, um, more, you know, with the, with the mercury can pull a little bit more where it's an all in one. So, you know, it has some sodium alginate, it has um, bentonite clay, it has the, the um, activated charcoal um, to really try and bind the gamut of what's coming out um, through, through the bile and into the intestine. So um, I'm, I'm definitely a, a fan of binders. I really do think that's one of the main things that, um, that I did when I, when I was, well, I was fixing my 2.5, I was getting rid of Lyme. That was my, that was my underlying root cause. I had Lyme and I was, I was actually binding, starting to bind and, and push my bile. That, that was really, um, important in my recovery. Yeah. That's great that you have a binder because there's, I mean, everyone has to use a binder and preferably before they start any kind of detoxification, just kind of prime, prime your body to start absorbing all kinds of toxins. We need all the help that we can get. And there are so many good ones out there. Bentonite clay is amazing. Uh, you know, the charcoal you said is the, the most comprehensive. It's what they use in hospitals uh, to mm -hmm. bind the toxins because it's very, very comprehensive. And so there's so many amazing choices, but it's, it really is the number one thing that people have to do if they're doing, considering or, or doing any kind of detox program or infrared saunas or what have you. It makes it all the efforts and expense you're going to in time worth it because it helps to, you know, improve your detox efforts. Absolutely. So talk to us about, you know, some of the things that you do, like when you're working with, with patients and like, what kind of things do you offer and programs and things like that? Sure. So I like to start, um, definitely with the things that spur on the inflammation. So I cover the physical, chemical, emotional, microbial. I'd like to cover all those bases because again, I, I know a lot of practitioners like kind of shy away from the emotional, but we know that that definitely can keep people's um, health in, in jeopardy. So, um, you know, physical, I, I make sure that their EMF is as tidy as it can be. You know, I have them shut it off at night. And, and there's varying degrees of the uh, VGCCs, the voltage gradient calcium channels. How, how much do um, they need to be protected? Some people need to protect them a lot. And so I love magnesium as a natural calcium channel blocker. So, um, everyone gets an RBC magnesium. I just posted a video on my Facebook page about how important it is to be on the right amount of magnesium to get your RBCC, your RBC magnesium levels in the right spot, the sweet spot. So that's so important. I know your listeners know all about that. Um, and also under the physical, I make sure that injuries, um, scars. I'm a really big fan of um, Dr. Navio's work. 
in his latest paper, um, the cell danger response part two, pretty yes. much is about interference fields. And I've really taken 2019. I'm starting to think, okay, what are, what are we going to focus on this, you know, um, this year and the interference fields really resonate with me. Um, you know, the body becomes disconnected from areas, uh, because of scars and things. And so I've always been a big fan of lasers. And so that's something that we employ in the clinic is, is using lasers, um, chemicals. So we do our best to educate our patients. I think number one, doctors should really take the time to figure out what their patient's putting in their body, their exposures. Um, we have to really make sure that um, they're, they're lessening that in this toxic world. You know, even just as simple as changing out your personal care products. That's something that no one's really ever thought about. You know, they just reach for some of these things they're always reaching for. And it's like, well, did you know that that's not, you know, that has this chemical and that interferes with this? Um, so we start with that. And then, um, again, emotional. I love Annie Hopper's DNRS. I love um, that work. I love, and I personally do the brain tap. Dr. Patrick Porter, um, you know, using auricular therapy and light therapy, it's something that I, as a type A person, couldn't sit down and meditate, but then now I have my brain tap and <laughs> I can just sit. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's kind of cheap, right? Reduce stress. We're like, my brain just won't shut up. Right. <laughs> I know you. Yeah, right. Exactly. So the brain tap, it, it's like, meditation for those people who have a hard time sitting because it's very interesting you get to listen to that so I do that I encourage my patients to get a brain tap and and use that microbial you know definitely that's you know that could be a whole talking of itself with the microbial and where do you start and what do you do but I think that again any microbial issues you've got to start with the drainage so the drainage for me is opening that 2.5 door so we can talk about that um, and you know, definitely, um, differently, I, I don't have a cookie cutter approach. Everyone's a little bit different. Yeah. You, you know, some people come with stacks of labs like, like that. And I'm like, well, clearly we don't need one more lab. We, we don't, that's not your problem. Your problem is not a lack of labs, but, um, yeah, I partner up with, very, uh, oh, sorry, it's a lot of times it's very simple. Yeah. Like they just need to start doing like a coffee enema or they need to just add another supplement, like a phosphatidylcholine or get that bile flowing. It can be a very simple solution. Like everyone can start taking a binder, you know, without yeah. consulting a doctor, you know, you or a healthcare practitioner, you know, you, you can start doing little things on your own regardless of your health condition. Right. And they're additive. They're, they're cumulative. You know, I think that's what um, this year I'm really trying to emphasize. There isn't really one thing, right? I mean, biophysiology is really important, right? It, it is, it is bigger than just any, you know, one thing, but it's not this one pill. Usually it's, it's a combination. Like how, how did you get to this point? Well, let's lessen your stress and then maybe, yeah, let's give you some phosphatidylcholine. But I think everything has to be done in tandem and, and really take an approach where, um, you know, the patient feels honored, the person feels honored and they feel like someone's listening to them for, um, for not just trying to put them on another medication or something else. You know, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in protocols like your, yours, the, the detox protocol you have. I think that's extremely um, important. So I, I will, you know, send them over to, to your camp to get education. Um, but yeah, I think um, that's really the crux of my, of what I do is, is, is really try and flesh out all the pieces and how 
it's affecting them as a whole, as a whole person. Yes. Yeah. And it can be very complex when there's so many different areas or places where people can have a bottleneck where they're not able to detox because of A, B, C, D, E, F, G, the genetics of their diet or inflammation or EMF. There's so many different things you have to kind of look at and address. And so that's mm -hmm. why it's good to, you know, when people are thinking of detoxing, especially if they're very, very ill, have had trouble detoxing, you need to work with an experienced uh, doctor or health practitioner that knows about detoxification and can help you kind of navigate the, the pitfalls of detox. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, so tell us where we can find you and, and learn more about your work. Sure. So my website is Dr. Kelly Beat Lime. So D-R-K-E-L-L-Y Beat Lime. And I post lots of educational videos on there. Um, I also um, will post papers and things that you can print off and show to your doctor. Like I put the full gamut of the infl inflammation labs. I write papers about what I'm doing. I also have um, a link to the up and coming class that we have, the online phase 2.5 detox class. So that was taught by Dr. Eric Balcavage and I earlier this year. It's a deep dive into this stuff, but it's meant for practitioners and for the layperson because you know, like what we just talked about, it's not rocket science, right? It's really just a couple modifications. And um, again, I've, I've made the, the binder from um, professional health products. That's PHP LTD. Um, they've been very kind to me and they, you know, really um, sat down and understood the science or they're very, they're very um, knowledgeable. And I also made a 2.5 product and that has just artichoke and bitters in it and phosphatidylcholine in it. So it's just things that are supporting. I get, you know, you hear people going, detox is dangerous. Well, not if done properly, not if you're supporting the pathways and decreasing the inflammation. So, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm obviously on Facebook and all the Twitter handles and everything like that. So, um, yeah. Hey, great. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Dr. Kelly, for coming on the show. Uh, really appreciate this deep dive into that aspect of detoxification. It's so, so important to be tending to phase 2.5 detox. So thank you for coming on the show. Thanks so much, Wendy. And everyone, thanks so much for listening. You can go to my website, myersdetox.com to learn all about how to detox every aspect of your life. And uh, please take a couple minutes to review us on iTunes. Just check it, go to itunes.com and leave us a review. It takes two seconds. It will help so much for people to find us when they're searching about detoxification. Thanks so much for listening and joining us and I'll talk to you next week.